Well, hallelujah, saints. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be together for this feast. The best feast we have ever had. I just tell you, saints, I am grateful to the Lord to the uttermost for this revelation concerning the central line of the Bible. And as our brother Colley mentioned, saints, uh, as the Lord's burden is that we would be those experiencing Him, enjoying Him day by day, and being one with Him to spread, one with Him to increase, so that His testimony uh, could fill this whole earth to a substantial point that He says, that's enough. But brothers and sisters, as our brother mentioned, as we're burdened for the increasing and the spreading, the thing we do not want to do is bring in problems or become in any way a repetition of what's happened among Christians. But the Lord would preserve us in His recovery. The way to be preserved and to cooperate with the Lord for the end of the age is to be clear concerning the central line of the Bible. Amen. 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 So, brothers and sisters, the Lord is moving. The Lord's moving in Kansas, not necessarily in uh, spectacular ways, but in little ways. All over America, even the last few months, like perhaps never before, the Lord's giving us to some extent a new beginning for His increasing, His spreading. But what do we want to increase? What we want to spread is the central line of the Bible. We want to cooperate with the Lord so that He can gain what's on His heart. And brothers, I just got back, sisters, I just got back yesterday from, uh, or no, Thursday afternoon from Africa, three weeks. And uh, I was in South Africa in March, the month before that. Saint, just to see the Lord's move there. The Lord is really moving. In Ethiopia, they had the largest conference we've ever had, about 300 saints in Addis Ababa. But it wasn't just the number, saints. It was the atmosphere. It was the exercise of the Spirit. It was the testimony of Jesus. And, uh, and they were sharing with us, listen to this. You know, Amos 8.11 is a wonderful verse, and it says, that Jehovah will send a hunger into the land. Uh, And not just for physical food, but he will send a hunger into the land for the words of Jehovah. We need to pray for this. We need to pray for this, that America would be ferociously hungry for the truth of the Bible and particularly for the truth of the central line. Everybody uh, would be motivated and energized by a genuine hunger for the Lord. You know, when you're really hungry, you're highly motivated. No problem. (laughs) No barrier is too great. In Ethiopia, the Lord is increasing, and now they're meeting in 11 cities. And three of them are churches, and the others are developing fairly, fairly rapidly, but in a good, organic way. And recently, in the south part of Ethiopia... Uh, I was just telling the brothers yesterday, I, I don't remember all the details. I didn't write down all the details. I was just so stunned by the hunger the Lord is sending into the land. 
the Lord has put them in contact with about three to 4,000 young people who are wide open to the ministry of the age. And some who are already there. In this one university, a large university, a number of the lecturers have been very open to the ministry. One of the lecturers was in the conference when we were there. But on this campus... I don't want to go into details because of time, but on this campus, they have one facility that can hold 1,500 people. And the Christians there are so seeking on that campus, as I recall accurate, as accurately as possible, they have 1,500 who meet every morning and afternoon five days a week wow. on the campus. And those 1,500 that are meeting morning and afternoon are open to the ministry of the age. And they're wanting the brothers to share with them. Some of the brothers have gone down there. So brothers we, and sisters, we need to pray that the enemy would be kept from this. Amen. And that, that what would be uh, released there, what they would all be brought to was the central line of the Bible. Amen. And the Lord could have a move unhindered with all boldness. Amen. All boldness. Anyway, there's more things I could say, but because of time, I won't get into details. The Lord is really moving in all the countries in the East in a very precious way. Then in South Africa, just touched saints that, uh, uh, again, we had the largest conference that we've ever had, but it's because the Lord is sending a hunger into the land. And a hunger, not just to the university students, because there's a good increase there. And, and there's a good coordination among the brothers and those who are serving there, but also a hunger into the communities uh, for the word of God. There, you, you probably heard there's one brother who lives in Israel. He was originally from South Africa, but he's been speaking and he's uh, known among a good number of them in the church house prayer groups. And he spoke for a, a, quite a long time or in the last year, many places to 3,500 in South Africa, that every one of them needed to get a recovery version of the Bible with all the footnotes. So the, uh, the hunger for the word has been very, very strong. And these are not giving away. These people come to buy them. They buy the whole Bible. And then a good number of them were in the conference there. Anyway, recently the, the church there has been ordering 100, and within two to three days they're all gone. And they just ordered a container of 500. I don't know where that's happened anywhere in the world. 500 complete Bibles. Because the hunger. The Lord is sending a hunger into the land. Isn't that good? We want to pray for that hunger in America. Amen. 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 Lord bless America with this hunger. Anyway, saints... uh, uh, one of the pastors and a number of his congregation were some in the conference, and the pastor is just beside himself with joy. Actually, because of the ministry, he's being, he doesn't know what's happening, but actually he's being brought to the central line of the Bible. Amen. That's what's happening. And as a result, recently he told a brother, uh, one of the leading ones in Pretoria, he said, Brother, He said, I want my entire congregation to come into the Lord's recovery. And if they don't, I'm going to (laughs) leave. So he's serious. Anyway, I just mentioned these in a little way, brothers and sisters. 
Hallelujah for the Lord's move. Amen. The Lord is moving on this earth and he is wanting to bring his people onto the central line of the Bible. Amen. And we have to thank the Lord from the depth of our being for the revelation we've received through the ministry of the age. Amen. Amen. Well, so as we're facing the matter and, and, and wanting to cooperate with the Lord for his increase, his move, his spreading, we need to pray that what we are, what we do would be nothing but central line. And as Gary and a number of others testified this morning, if we really take care of the central line, if we really take care of the trunk with the, the, with the roots, there will be plenty of branches. There will be much Many, many leaves. Amen. There'll be much fruit. <laughs> but we need to be clear. And uh, we need to see the central line. We need to see the supplementary Amen. matters. We also need to see the leaves and the branches. Amen. But the leaves and the branches, the supplementary matters, what our brother Collie so clearly brought out this morning, uh, they must be in the context of the central line. Amen. And if they are in the context of the central line, the whole tree is beautiful. And the whole tree is working together in a good way for the Lord's move and for his testimony. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But if the Lord's move is not a move related to the central line of the Bible, there can just be the continuation of problems and a repeat of history that's happened among Christians for 2,000 years. So may the Lord save us. Amen. And may he make the central line of the Bible very clear to us. Amen. 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 And I think uh, as our brother was sharing this morning, I think we all appreciated freshly how much we love the book. Amen. Hallelujah for the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah for the book. Amen. The book is just God speaking. By which he's revealed, he's explained, he's defined, he's expressed. Thank the Lord for the book. And, and brothers and sisters, we want the central line of the book. We want to stay on the central line. We need to see and we want to be on the central line of the Bible. So I appreciate so much, brothers and sisters, our brother mentioned these seven points and some of you repeated them. What are these uh, seven points, or we could say the seven aspects of the central line? What are they? Number one, Christ as the Word. Amen. The Word of God. Amen. The Word of God. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for the written Word. Amen. But embodied in the written Word is the Spirit Word. Amen. The living Word. Amen. Christ Himself. Amen. And secondly, what? The triune God. And thirdly, the economy of God. And fourth, the all-inclusive Christ. And fifth, yeah, the all-inclusive life-giving spirit. And sixth, the body of Christ. And seventh, the new Jerusalem. So, brothers and sisters, we want to see the central line clearly so that we could cooperate with the Lord for the deepest burden on his heart. I'd like to ask you a question now. Ask your neighbor a question. Neighbor, what's the deepest burden on the Lord's heart? 
I think the answer your neighbor gave was good. What was it? <laughs> What's the deepest burden on the Lord's heart? According to the Bible. Anybody? It's a good question, right? This burden can only be worked out, achieved, accomplished, brought into reality if we see and live on the central line of the Bible. What's the deepest burden on the Lord's heart? On God's heart. What is it? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. His testimony. His testimony. In the Old Testament, the ark was called the ark of the testimony, which is a type of Christ. The tabernacle is the enlargement of the ark, and that's called the tabernacle of the testimony. The New Testament, as Colley mentioned this morning, brothers and sisters, the prayer that brought my wife into the Lord's recovery is John 17. And what did he pray? He prayed that we would experience him. We would enjoy him as the triune God to the point where what, Ed? To the point where, oh, Father, that they may be one, even as you and I are one. Three times he prays that we would be in this oneness. Colley described it as this oneness, this love. This, uh, th and that three, two times he mentions the reason that the world may believe that you have sent me. What does the world need to make them believers? A testimony. And the testimony is that we have become the increase and duplication and the expansion and the reproduction of this wonderful person, the triune God. Amen. We've become the increase of Christ as the body of Christ. Amen. 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 Wherever we are, there's a testimony. That testimony is a person and the outstanding characteristic of the testimony is oneness. Amen. Amen. So may the Lord have mercy on us that we could be very clear. We could be very clear. We could see the central line and we could be those who are on the central line. What, what's, the old, what's, the, what's the whole Bible end with? It ends with John saying, I'm on the island called Kansas City. <laughs> Amen. I mean, let's just, let's just say we're on the island called Kansas City. What are we here for? The Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Matthew, uh, Revelation 19.10, what's it say? It says the spirit of the whole book of Revelation, that's the substance and reality of the book, which means the burden of the whole Bible is the testimony of Jesus. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, how can we be that testimony constituted with Him, displaying this oneness, this love, all over the the mid-states, all over America, Amen. all over the earth. It's by seeing Amen. and being Amen. on the central line of the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. So, saints, I, 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 I can't contain myself. I mean, this is the burden. Brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to come back, but what He needs is His testimony. I, I, I really love... You know, I was in, a, I, I might have mentioned this, I was in an airport in November in Florida, and at the end, this United agent, I spoke to him something about the Lord, gave him a gospel tract, and uh, he says, wait a minute, 
and I had to rush to my flight. But he went in the other room, came back, gave me a tract. It was a long one, six pages long, with verses and details. And the title said, The Rapture of the Believers Will Be May 21st, 2011. And the end of the world will be October 21st, 2011. And he, he believed it. <laughs> well, I, I had to run. I didn't have time to talk. Well, we know this is false. This is false. I mean, they're doing everything to try to stir up something. And on the one hand, I realize it's false. On the other hand, I put it in my pocket and I was thankful to the Lord. I said, Lord... I know it's not May 21st, and nobody can say that, but I thank you. I want to be ready in case it is. <laughs> I don't want to waste a moment. I want to use every moment to redeem the time, to be filled with you, to be constituted with you, to be built up in you, and to be one with the saints, to be in and to care for the testimony of Jesus. Anyway, this brother is giving me this tract about the rapture and the end of the world. And, but Matthew 24, the Lord gave his disciples lots of signs about his coming. But the key, saints, the key, and that's our burden even in this conference. How can we cooperate with the Lord? We can cooperate with him by seeing, caring for, and being on the central line of the Bible. Then Revelation, I mean, sorry, Matthew 24, 14 becomes real. What's that one? That's the, that's the verse that counts. It said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the entire inhabited mid-states. Entire inhabited earth for a testimony to all the mid-states, all America, uh, all of uh, South America, Central America, Africa, whatever, as a testimony, and then the end will come. Amen. The Lord wants to end the age, but saints, what he needs is our cooperation. So I'm so grateful that we had this training, ITERO, for international training, elders and responsible ones, but when we finished, Colleen and I and some others realized, hey, this training was not just for elders and responsible ones. This is for everyone. In fact, I've never been in a training for elders and responsible ones where one outline or one excerpt with the outlines never used even the words responsible ones or elders, indicating we all need to see. Amen. Oh, Lord, I want to see. Amen. May we be desperate like the blind man. Lord, I want to see. Help, let's pray. Lord, I want to see the central line of the Bible. Lord, I want to see. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, saints, we come to this great matter. The central line of the Bible is the economy of God as is revealed from the book of Ephesians. From the book of Ephesians. What I'd like to just share is this. You know, eventually, listen to this. Apart from the word of God, the book which we treasure, which is God speaking the Old Testament. He spoke in many portions, many ways. He spoke clearly in many portions, in many ways, concerning His Son. And then the New Testament. God spoke in the Son. The Son spoke directly. God speaking in the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation is nothing but Christ the Son. 
who's the embodiment of the triune God. Amen. Amen. So the whole speaking of the book is just the speaking of God. Somebody testified this morning or mentioned, wow, we treasure God's letter. And in this word, as we come to this word, every page of this word, we would find him as the living word. Amen. Amen. But I appreciate this, saints. When you see the central line of the Bible, apart, listen, to, apart from the written word itself, every aspect of the central line is a person. Every aspect of the central line is a person. Not a thing, not just a matter, but a person. Even tonight or this afternoon, we're touching the economy of God. What is the economy of God? The economy of God is a person. It's God. The economy of God is God himself. Dispensing and distributing himself into his people. To make us his testimony. To make us his increase. So the economy of God. The word of God. The triune God. All of these are a person. We'll see tonight the... The, the all-inclusive Christ, the life-giving spirit. What are they? All a person. What's the body of Christ? What's the body of Christ, Tim? It's a person. It's Christ enlarged. Amen. You know, uh, Colley referred to in his message, uh, Luke 24, 27, and when the disciples, the Lord opened to them all the things concerning himself, in Moses and the prophets. But it was, he showed them it's all about him. They got, they wow, for the first time in their life. So brothers and sisters, how many of you would like to have a fresh fire of the triune God burning in your heart? Amen. 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 Well, the disciples, when they realized the whole Old Testament, which is all they had at that time, was a book about this person. When he disappeared, vanished out of their sight as the pneumatic Christ, what'd they say to, to one another? Wow, was not our heart burning? Was not there a fire? For the first time, we got on the central line. Wow. When Jesus was transfigured, Moses and Elijah were there, and Peter began to mouth off. Oh, let's build a tabernacle for Jesus. One for Moses, one for Elijah. And the, the heavens spoke boldly, made it very clear. This is my central line. <laughs> Hear him. Wow. And when they got up, after they, you know, fell down, after, when they got up, they saw no one except the central line alone. Amen. Amen. The Lord was making them clear. Do not make Moses a separate line. Everything Moses spoke was for the central line. Everything the prophet spoke was for the revealing of the central line. Otherwise, you make Moses another line, the prophets another line, and there's lines all over the place. So the Lord was making it very clear there's one central line, and this central line is Jesus Christ. This central line is the triune God. Oh, this central line is the body of Christ. And then you say, how can we say that? How can we say that? Listen, okay, 
When Saul got saved, in Acts 9-4, he was persecuting the believers and uh, killing them and everything. When he got saved, he got knocked off his beast. And the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he was three days, right? Not eating, not drinking. He was blind, couldn't see. But for three days, he was watching the life study. He was watching Heavenly TV, Channel One. (laughs) And the Lord was speaking to him, making him clear concerning the central line. He began to realize, wow, this Jesus who was crucified is actually resurrected. He's not only resurrected, he's ascended. He's not only ascended, he's become the life-giving spirit. He's not only the life-giving spirit, he's gotten into all these believers that I've been persecuting. This Jesus has gotten bigger. Jesus has increased. Jesus is spreading. And he began to realize that the central line is a person. Central line is the triune God dispensing himself. Central line is Christ. The central line is the body of Christ. Why we need to really treasure one another as members of the body. And eventually our brother Colley will take us tomorrow to the new Jerusalem. The consummation of this corporate person. The bridegroom, the spirit, and the bride. It's a corporate person. Praise the Lord. So brothers and sisters, if we really see the central line, we will have a genuine fire of the triune God himself burning within our heart. Amen. 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 Uh, Just open your Bible for a second. I was just reading something this afternoon, really not planning on it, but I was enjoying a verse concerning the word of God. We treasure the book. We treasure the book. And every time we come to the book, we want to touch the spirit. We want to gain the person who's the reality of the book, our triune God, our living Christ himself. And look at uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. Everybody that has it can read it. Go. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for conviction. For correction, for, for instruction, amen, that the man of God may be complete. Okay, saints, this all scripture is God breathed. Would you look at note 16.1? 16.1. How about we read, sorry, 16.2. Let's read 16.2 because this really helps us to treasure, as our brother Colley pointed out this morning, we treasure the word of God. The Old Testament, the New Testament. The the Word of God is God's breathing. Amen. Amen. God's breathing is pneuma. It's Himself. So we want to be in our spirit. Every time we come to the Lord's Word, that we could get Himself. Let's read 16.2 with a strong spirit. Go. God as the Spirit. The Spirit is therefore the very essence, the substance of the Scripture, just as is the essential substance in matches. We must strike the Spirit of the truth. 
Amen. There was an old song. Well, we must strike the spirit of the scripture with our spirit to catch the divine fire. Oh, we must strike the spirit of the scriptures with our spirit to catch the divine fire. Everybody that wants to catch the divine fire, say amen. Amen. Lord, burn in us. So, brothers and sisters, if we see the central line and we really are those who exercise our spirit over the Bible, we'll be on the central line and there will be a divine fire. Amen. 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 Means we will be highly motivated. Amen. Amen. Everybody that needs more motivation, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah, me too. We want to run after him for the sake of his testimony. So saints, we come to this message. It's a long outline. We won't be able to cover everything in detail. But the economy of God, brothers and sisters, concerning the, the, uh, the central line of the Bible, the God's economy is basically the main truth of the whole Bible. It's the main truth of the whole Bible. And within this truth is the Word of God, the triune God, all-inclusive Christ, life-giving spirit, body of Christ, New Jerusalem. And uh, Paul told Timothy, right, in 1 Timothy 1.4, right, he said, don't teach other teachings, you know, getting people just lost in myths and unending genealogies and, 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 and silly stories. Rather than God's economy which is in faith. So in a simple way, saints, I really love God's economy in a simple way is His plan, His way, and His goal. And His plan is to do what? Is to fill His people with nothing but Himself. And His way, brothers and sisters, His way is in Christ to come to be a man, to pass through crucifixion, to enter into resurrection, to be ascended, to be poured out as the wonderful life-giving spirit so that all of us could receive him, experience him and enjoy him as our life and our everything. That's his way. So his plan is to fill us with himself, to fill us with nothing but Christ. His way is Christ himself taking steps to become the wonderful life-giving spirit so he could be our life and everything. And his goal, what's the goal of God and his economy? The body of Christ. Not this, not that, but the body of Christ, which is a person, Christ enlarged, Christ expanded. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, that's why it's so critical. It's so critical that we see and we would be those who are being on the central line of the Bible. And God's economy is a great matter. In God's economy, you have the Word of God, you have the triune God, you have Christ, you have the Spirit, you have the body, you have the new Jerusalem. Everything is there. So, brothers and sisters, in a simple way, related to his plan, his way, and his goal. 
The center, reality, and everything in God's economy is a person. It's the triune God himself. It's Christ himself. Praise the Lord. When we talk about the economy of God, we're not just talking about a thing. Yes, there are words to describe his economy. But it's all related to this wonderful person, Christ himself, the triune God himself. Now let's look, brothers and sisters. Number one, the economy of God is household administration according to his heart's desire, revealed in the book of Ephesians, is accomplished by, I hope you would circle that word, accomplished by the exercise of our mingled spirit. And then circle four, the dispensing of the triune God into us. And then another precious word, unto, these three prepositions, unto the building up of the church as the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the economy of God is his his household arrangement, his administration. For, For doing what? It's accomplished by the exercise of our mingled spirit so that what we could be those in the dispensing. It's for the dispensing. As we exercise our spirit, we're in the dispensing of the triune God. It's by the exercise of our spirit, for the dispensing of the triune God into us and unto the building up of the church as the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. So I hope you would treasure this opening word just to give us a kind of view, a simple view of God's economy and appreciate the fact that our Christ has already been processed. Our triune God's already gone through all these steps. He's processed, he's consummated, and now he's dispensing. He needs us to be exercising our spirit. Hallelujah. Exercising our spirit so that we could be receiving his dispensing and we could be unto the building up of the body of Christ. We could be the testimony of Jesus. So no matter whether we're in Topeka or Manhattan or Kansas City, no matter where we are, when people meet us, they meet the testimony of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is the gospel. This is the gospel of the kingdom that the Lord wants to fill the inhabited earth with as a testimony. And then the end will come. Amen. Amen. So this is the economy of God just in a kind of brief definition, number one. Number two, saints, we come to the economy of God in book of Ephesians. And there's three major points. The first one, the first one, brothers and sisters, is I, I, it seems like in some ways it should be the third one. It should be the last one. But actually it's the first one. To help us to realize if we really want to be on the central line, we really want to see the central line and be on the central line, live there for his testimony, we need to see how critical our spirit is. And the economy of God is made clear in every chapter of the book of Ephesians. I I don't think, Collie, I can't recall, I don't think there's another book in the whole Bible that our brother Lee has spoken more messages on. Perhaps not. I think there's 96 messages alone just in the life study, but it's only six chapters long. 
And then all the other messages to help us. Many, 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 many. Hallelujah for the book of Ephesians. And especially for the unveiling of the central line of the Bible. And the aspect of the central line, the economy of God. With his precious, sweet dispensing. So the key to see and to be in God's economy is we need to exercise and turn and exercise to our, our spirit. Let's, let's read number two together with a strong spirit. Go. To be in the body and to be the body, we need to turn to and exercise our spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I, I appreciate so much. We need to be those who exercise our spirit. Uh, when I came into the church life, six, began in 68, uh, Bonnie and I can testify, wow, I'd been a Christian for quite a while but not much exercise of the Spirit. I didn't even know this triune God with His wonderful dispensing. I didn't know He was living in my spirit. I didn't know to exercise my spirit. When I would come to meetings in the church in Los Angeles, I saw all these brothers and sisters in this wonderful enjoyment of Him, and I saw this little Chinese guy (laughs) up in the front, Brother Lee. I thought, well, you know, he's just a little guy, and... You know, how can he be that strong? But after listening to him and seeing his enjoyment of Christ, his, his, his enjoyment of the dispensing of the triune God, the exercise of his spirit, I realized, wow, my spiritual muscle uh, was, was not even, hardly existed. I, I could hardly say, amen. <laughs> but here's this little Chinese brother who was just full in his spiritual biceps were like this <laughs> very macho <laughs> amen. amen so we want to be those who are really turning to and exercised in our spirit most of the time we don't live there may the lord have mercy on us amen. so we could really be we could really see and we could really be on the central line of the bible amen amen So this is the secret of living the Christian life and the church life, to turn to and exercise our spirit. Amen. Amen. Are you enjoying that secret tonight? Praise the Lord. Every time you say amen, Amen. you get to be in your spirit. Ephesians 1 now goes A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all through the chapters. 117 reveals we must pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to see the mystery of God's economy, which is to dispense Christ as the mystery of God into God's chosen people to make them the reality of the body of Christ, the mystery of Christ. Look at these three mysteries. Mystery of God's economy, mystery of God, mystery of Christ. Mystery, mystery. Can anybody fully understand the triune God? No. He's a mystery. 
the mystery of God's economy. It's a mystery. On the other hand, the experience is simple. Does anybody understand electricity fully? No, no but you can experience easily. Stick your finger in the socket. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, our wonderful triune God is the dispensing one, and we need to be those who exercise, turn to and exercise our spirit to be enjoying his dispensing. The Lord's not wanting any of us to go through this weekend or, or including me. I'm just here to carry out my religious duty. I came to Kansas for the conference, and after it's over, goodbye. I don't want to miss him for a second. Amen. Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen. We want to remain in his dispensing every moment. Amen. So we treasure turning to exercising the deepest part of our being, our spirit. Amen. How about we shout two times, hallelujah for life in my spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah for life in my spirit. Hallelujah for life in my spirit. And the key, when we exercise our spirit, this is the key to really seeing this threefold mystery. And brothers and sisters, it's really true. Without exercising the spirit, we cannot see. The key is seeing. And when you see the mystery of God's economy in Ephesians 1, brothers and sisters, you are just overwhelmed with appreciation. We'll get into details in the next point. Oh, awesome. Okay, B, Ephesians 2.22 reveals that our spirit is the dwelling place of God. We are... Look at this quote. We are, not we will be. We are tonight. We are tonight, Ed. We are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Every time, John, every time we're in our spirit, we are. Amen. Everybody that's, uh, that's in the R, say amen. Amen. Every time we're in our spirit, we are being built together into the dwelling place of God. Where is God's dwelling place? Where's his body? In our spirit. Amen. So the reality of God's building, which is mainly Christ being built into us to make us his enlargement, is absolutely in our spirit. I want to be in my spirit. This weekend would be the best weekend of my entire life for the sake of his economy. So we want a weekend in the spirit. You know, I was, I was pre-reading Ephesians 2.22 this afternoon, and I, 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 I kind of jumped back to 2.21. Whoa, listen to this. In whom all the body is growing into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom all of you are growing into a holy temple in the Lord. Amen. Sister, then it says the next verse, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Amen. Saints, before the Lord comes back, there's going to be the outward rebuilding of the temple in Israel. There's going to be the outward rebuilding. But what does the Lord need in reality? Before the outward building of the temple, he needs the reality of the temple. And the reality of the temple is us being built together Amen. into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Amen. 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 As we're here tonight, 
all turning to and exercising our spirit, who is dwelling among us? The triune God. Christ himself. Praise the Lord. We are the dwelling place of God in spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So brothers, uh, sisters, this little phrase on uh, the end of B, being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit, just pray over that phrase with your neighbor for 30 seconds. With your neighbor. Amen. Being built together. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, saints, good. Amen. Everybody that's being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a joy to be the dwelling place of God. Wow. That's why we exist. This is God's economy. Ephesians 3.5 reveals the mingled spirit is the means by which the revelation of Christ and the church is revealed to the apostles and prophets. If we really want to genuinely see Christ and the church as not two separate entities, but Christ and the church, the church being the organic body of Christ, being Christ himself organically enlarged and expanded, we need to be in our spirit. Otherwise, we even make Christ and the church two different things. But eventually the Bible reveals that Christ is the head of the body and Christ is the body of the head. Christ is everything. Amen. 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 So to see, we need to be in our mingled spirit. Now D, let's read D together with a strong spirit. Go. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor a question. Neighbor, who is your real person? Who is it? Your real person is Christ in your spirit. Brothers and sisters, we want to live by our inner man. But most of the time we live and operate according to just our outer man, our outward man. But praise the Lord, our real person is our spirit. Vaughn, your real person is your spirit. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, your real person, I know you, your real person is your spirit. Isn't that wonderful? So when we exercise our spirit, turn to our spirit, exercise our spirit, we're strengthened with power through his wonderful spirit, into the inner man. And our wonderful Christ, who's in our spirit, is able to invade our heart and make home in us so that we could be strong together to apprehend him and express him with his fullness. 
E. Christ, uh, Ephesians 4.23 reveals that we must allow the renewing spirit mingle with our regenerated spirit to become the spirit of our mind so that we could be renewed day by day to become as new as the new Jerusalem for the reality of the body of Christ as the new man. This means, brothers and sisters, every time we turn to and exercise our spirit, we are being renewed. Ask your neighbor a question. What's the difference between something new and something old? Huh? What, what, what is the difference between something? Okay, make it simple because of time. Brothers and sisters, anything that's old is something that has God outside of it. Because only God, only Christ is new. Amen. Amen. But anybody who has Christ in them is being renewed. Hallelujah. The more we turn to and exercise our spirit, at that very moment, we are being renewed because we're receiving more of the only one in the whole universe who is new. There's nothing new apart from Christ. Amen. So tell your neighbor, Happy New Year. Hallelujah! My wife and I wrote a gospel track like that for New Year's and went around to the neighborhood where we used to live. And with that, you know, when God is outside of you, Christ is outside you, everything's old. When you let Christ into you, you become new. Amen! So the whole end was with a happy New Year. Amen! So let's let more of Christ make home in us right now. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. What does this mean in a sense? Actually, it's in the life study, saints. It means we want to be so exercised in our spirit that our spirit can invade our mind. How many of you need an invasion of your mind? Oh, Lord Jesus! Hallelujah! Brothers and sisters, we want to be, this, this conference on one hand is a conference. On the other hand, we're in the heavenly, in the Greek, gymnasio. Exercise in Timothy is gymnasio. The word for gym. We're in the heavenly gym. We're here working out. Amen. We want to allow the spirit to invade our mind. What's 2 Corinthians 4.16? says, uh, what? What's it say? For our, though our outer man says, we don't, we don't lose heart. We, we, we don't lose heart, brothers and sisters. Don't, don't lose heart, even though your outer man may be going through. I heard what you went through, Vaughn. Whew, unbelievable. But though our outer man is being consumed, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. Wow, this day is another one of those days. Hallelujah. This day, what kind of day is this? It's a renewing day. Amen. Amen. Everybody that's being renewed, say amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Now let's go to E, F, sorry. Uh, Ephesians 5.18 reveals that we must be filled with a beautifying bride preparing spirit. Isn't that good? 
beautifying bride preparing spirit mingled with our spirit so that we can be prepared to be Christ's glorious church, his beautiful bride, and the house of God's beauty for God's expression. Run, sisters, eventually the beautiful bride is actually the expression of the husband, of the bridegroom. But the bride is for the satisfaction of Christ in love. His satisfaction in love. And brothers and sisters, even tonight, during this meeting, this weekend, we are being beautified. Amen. You know, in, in chapter 5, verse 25 of Ephesians, it says, Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her. That means he died on the cross to accomplish judicial redemption so we could have a solid base of righteousness to enjoy him at any time. Amen. And then in 26, he said that... Uh, that we may experience the washing of the water in the Word. Experience the washing of the water in the Word. That's Christ as the life-giving Spirit, the living Word flowing in us, washing away all kinds of old things and making us new and making us beautiful. And then verse 27, that He might present her to Himself a glorious church. Isn't that wonderful? 25 is Christ with his judicial redemption. 26 is Christ as the life-giving spirit, the beautifying spirit, who's the wonderful flowing word. And 27 is the bride presenting Christ. Amen. The bride presenting Christ. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, let's get ready. I, I love, Colleen and I were talking... <laughs> The brothers in the UK put out a gospel track. I was with Paul Cook. He's from the UK in uh, Africa this time. They put out a gospel track called The Real Royal Wedding. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Brothers and sisters, apparently we're just in a conference. Actually, we're getting ready for the real royal wedding. Amen. By exercising our spirit. To enjoy the Lord. Exercising our spirit to touch Him in the Word. Exercising our spirit to enjoy the washing of the water in the Word. So that we could be beautified. Amen. Amen. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, unless you enjoy Christ, you are very ugly. But even if you're very ugly, you become very beautiful. Amen. Amen. What a deal. <laughs> what a deal for all us ugly people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the key, brothers and sisters, Ephesians 5.18. Hey, what's it say? It says, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with just uh, superficial royal weddings. <laughs> Don't be drunk. Don't be drunk with TV. Don't be drunk with computers. Don't be drunk with anything. Don't be drunk with this or that. But be constantly being filled in spirit. Amen. Amen. The more we're filled, the more beautiful we become. Amen. How about uh, we pray? Lord, I want to be filled. Lord. We want to be filled.
with the triune God. He makes me beautiful. I want to be filled with him. We want to be filled with the triune God. He makes me beautiful. I want to be filled with him. That's probably good enough for now. If you don't know the words of a song, sorry. Anyway, but you're allowed to make up your own. Praise the Lord. So let's exercise our spirit to enjoy him as the wonderful, beautifying bride Christ, preparing spirit. Everybody that wants to be prepared for the Lord's coming, say amen. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 5 is a big key. Let's get ready. 6, 18 reveals that we must pray at every time in our spirit in order to experience the slaying spirit, mingle with our spirit. In this way, everything of God's adversary can be killed within us, enabling us to rule in the divine life of the Spirit over Satan, sin, and death for God's dominion. So, saints, not only in chapter 5 will we express him, but also in chapter 6, by living in our spirit, exercising our spirit, we will represent him. We become the fulfillment of Genesis 1.26. God created man to express him and to represent him. You see expression in chapter 5. You see representation and dominion in chapter 6 of Ephesians. But the key is for us to enjoy the Lord, enjoy God's economy, enjoy his dispensing by turning to and exercising our spirit. I love, I was thinking of Romans 5.17, saints. uh, 5.10 says, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more will be saved in his life. But then a few verses later it says, much more those who receive the abundance of grace. In other words, brothers and sisters, much more The more we receive the abundance of the enjoyment of Christ in his word, we will reign in life. We will reign over Satan, the outside enemies, and we will reign over the evil enemies, the adversaries within us. And actually, probably the biggest problem we have is not so much the outside enemy, but the inside adversary. You know, in Matthew 16, I was touched, saints, When the Lord said, I'm going to be crucified, but in three days I'll be raised. Satan, I mean, uh, Peter, (laughs) I said Satan, but it turned out to be the same. (laughs) Peter just said right away, he just said, you know, he screamed at him. Literally in Greek it says he screamed at him and said, don't do, no, you're not doing that. And the Lord had to turn to him and say, get behind me, Satan. And then he said, your mind, the inside adversary, your mind is set on the things of men and not on the things of God. Wow. So, brothers and sisters, to slay the inside adversary, we need to be those who enjoy the Lord in the word. Praying over his word, and we'll touch this. The more we pray, read his word, not only the outside enemies get their head cut off, we enjoy the word. And the word becomes the spirit word. When you add S to word, you have sword. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Not only for the outside enemies, but the inside adversaries. So, saints, the Lord's burden is that we would be those who enjoy Him in His Word, exercising our spirit, praying over His Word, so that both the outside enemies and the inside, even more subtle adversaries, could be killed. Praise the Lord. (laughs) When you uh, enjoy nourishing food, there's a lot of, on one hand, positive nourishment. On the other hand, there's killing of negative things within our, our being. So the Lord's desire is that we would enjoy Him as the wonderful Spirit Word, the sword, and become His corporate warrior by exercising our spirit over His Word. Amen. Now, brother and sister, we come to Roman numeral three, and this brings us to six more chapters, the six chapters again, from a different angle. First, we see God's economy from the angle of how critical our mingled spirit is. Now, let's read three together. Go. is composed of the divine economy. So saints, every chapter of the six, listen, is composed. That means the structure of every chapter of Ephesians is the triune God, is the dispensing of the triune God, is composed of the divine economy. That's the dispensing of the triune God into the members of of the body of Christ. Our brother has mentioned, saints, that the structure of the entire Bible is the triune God. If you take the triune God out of the Bible, the entire Bible will fall apart. Even the first verse of the Bible, what is it? In the beginning, God, and in Hebrew, the word God is related to the Trinity. Wow. Hallelujah. Even the first verse. And the whole revelation ends, you see, the triune God in such a clear way in Revelation 21, 22. How does 22 begin? Chapter 22, 1 of the Revelation. He showed me a river. <laughs> That's the spirit of water of life. Proceeding out of the throne of God, the Father, and of the Lamb. There's the Son. So the dispensing of the triune God is the composition of the entire book of Ephesians. If you remove the triune God, the God, economy of God, the triune God with his dispensing from the book of Ephesians, the whole book will collapse. And this actually is true, saints, of the entire Bible. We have to thank the Lord for the composition. This, this wonderful economy of God is just God. Amen. It's a person dispensing himself in his trinity into us to make us his enlargement and his increase, the body of Christ. So, okay, here we go to A. Would everybody read A together with a strong spirit? Go.
Saints, I, I hope you would treasure Ephesians 1. Treasure, Ephesians 1 is composed. The composition is the economy of God. It's the triune God dispensing himself to make us the body. And, and it begins in chapter 1, verse 4, showing the Father dispensing us in a two, into us in a twofold way, then the Son in a twofold way, and then as the Spirit, as the sealing Spirit, and eventually it mentions in this sentence the pledge. The last aspect of the dispensing of the triune God, of God's economy mentioned in verse 13 of chapter 1 is the pledge of the Spirit. And I treasure this, brothers and sisters. This means, pledge means down payment, guarantee, and it means foretaste of the full taste. So, brothers and sisters, the dispensing of the triune God, God's economy, can be tasted. Amen. Taste and see. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. The last aspect of His blessing us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. The last aspect of His blessing is the pledging of the Spirit. It's to give us a taste of Himself. What has ruined you? i got to taste it. I can't get rid of it. Taste and see the Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brothers we've been, and sisters, we've been blessed in chapter 1 with the dispensing of the triune God. We see the body of Christ is composed of the economy of God with his dispensing. And we even have a precious, sweet experience and taste because he's the pledging spirit. Amen. Chapter 2, let's read 2 together. B, Ephesians Let's, let's start again. B, go. Amen. In God the Spirit. Access means we can experience. Amen. Access means we can enjoy. Amen. We have access. Brothers and sisters, this is wonderful. And if you look at and study and enjoy, pray over this access, 2.18. For also through him, we both have access in one spirit Amen. unto the Father. You realize that the triune God is so precious. God's economy is so sweet that he has become the access for us into himself. He desires that we would enjoy him. And he himself has become, through his process, he's become the actual access for us to get into him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, tonight I'm in the triune God. Hallelujah! The Lord. Based upon the truth, not based upon weather. Through Christ, the Son, we have both have access in one spirit unto the Father. Amen. 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 So tell your neighbor, Hallelujah, neighbor, I have access into the triune God.
I'll read three. I'll read three this time. Ephesians 3 speaks of the apostles' prayer that God the Father would grant the believers to be strengthened through God the Spirit into their inner man that Christ, God the Son, may make his home in their hearts. That is, occupy their entire inner being so that they may be filled unto all the fullness of God. Saints, this is the climax of the believer's experience of and participation in his divine trinity. This all happens by us praying, Oh, Father, strengthen me into my inner man. And through the dispensing of all of the unsearchable riches of Christ, by Christ making home in us as the wonderful life-giving spirit, we get saturated with his person, with his riches, and we become his fullness. Amen. 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 We become his fullness. What's his fullness? His fullness is his expression. What does the Lord need in Kansas City? He needs fullness. He needs some corporate expression. He needs himself expressed in and through the members of his body. We're here for his fullness. Whenever there's fullness, there's expression. Jesus is not just a little itty-bitty, tiny, skinny person. He is unsearchably rich. And even it tells us in the Bible, he is so large, so great, he overflows the universe. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, how big is the universe? (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah! By our enjoying him and being strengthened into the inner man, he's making home in us, and we become his fullness. Isn't that wonderful, saints? One of the brothers mentioned when they were sharing this, or, this awesome organic machine of the triune God needs our cooperating by praying. Wow. By our praying and exercising our spirit, he is filling us with himself. We tonight are being constituted with the triune God. Amen. We're being filled with the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, number four, Ephesians 4, portrays how the process God as the Spirit, the Lord and the Father is mingled with the body of Christ so that all the members may experience the divine trinity. We sang that song tonight, mango, mango, hallelujah. We want to experience this mingling in our daily life. So isn't this wonderful, saints? Ephesians 4 shows how he's Processed, this is God's economy. The triune God processed as the Spirit, the Lord, the Father, mingle with us so that all of us can experience Him. The Lord does not want to be, the triune God, related to it, according to His economy, does not want to be, uh, just give us a doctrinal understanding of systematic theology. He wants us to experience Him and enjoy Him. He's processed and consummated. He's now dispensing. This is God's economy. God's economy is a person dispensing himself. He's mingleable. He's mingleable. He's experientiable, contactable, touchable, wonderfulable, every kind of a bull. Amen. So what I, I wrote, I was just, as I was reading over this point, you know what I was enjoying? We have no excuse for not enjoying him. No excuse. 
the weather, mood, outside, uh, out, outward circumstances, no excuse. Amen. Amen. He's processed, consummated, now dispensing triune God. Amen. Wow. He is mingling with us. So all the members, he, all the members may experience him. We can experience him at any time, in any place, even if we're like Paul in prison. Amen. And if you're not in a physical prison, many times you're in a circumstantial prison. How many of you sometimes feel confined in your circumstances? Restricted. Put up your... Yeah. What, what do you do in there? Just complain and moan and groan? No. Let's enjoy the triune God. One of the best ways to tell them, Lord Jesus, I love you. Let's say that. Lord one of the best ways is to praise the Lord. Let's tell them two times. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise the Lord. Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the best ways is to shout hallelujah three times. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. He's the triune God dispensing himself so we could actually experience him and be mingled with him right now. Now, Ephesians 5 is awesome, saints. Exhorts the believers to praise the Lord, God the Son, with songs of God the Spirit, to give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, oh, sorry, the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, to God the Father. This is to praise and thank the process God in His divine trinity for our enjoyment of Him as the triune God. Amen. Amen. Brothers, this is Ephesians 5. It says the way to enjoy this wonderful dispensing triune God to be in his economy is by praising him. Amen. Praise him. Amen. Amen. Sing. Amen. Amen. Give thanks. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I want to ask you a question. What is God's will for your life? Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Always rejoice, unceasingly pray, and then what's it say? And everything give thanks, and then what's it say? This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God's will is that we would enjoy Him, praising Him, singing to Him, thanking Him. And saints, never pray over God's word just in a dead way. Pray over God's word with some praise, with some singing, with some thanking. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is awesome, saints. In other words, what Ephesians 5 is saying is what Luke 15 says when the prodigal came home. What the father say? Now, in the son, as the spirit, we, have, we are everything to you. We've done everything. We've obtained everything. We've accomplished everything. And now we're in your spirit. Please let us eat and be merry. Hallelujah. Amen. That's his desire. That's his economy. Brothers and sisters, why does the Lord start our week, have us start our week every week at the Lord's table? He says he's basically telling us, let us eat and be merry. Amen. Let us never miss the enjoyment of him for a second. Amen. He's processed, he's consummated, he's now dispensing. Praise him. Amen. Sing to him. Amen. 
Thank Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody that knows it. Then rejoice evermore, rejoice evermore. It's better to sing than Much better it is better to live and be dying. Absolutely. So let us rejoice in the more. Let's stay in God's economy. Exercising our spirit. Okay, six. Ephesians 6 instructs us to fight <coughs> the spiritual warfare by being empowered in the Lord, God the Son, putting on the whole armor of God the Father, and wielding the sword of God the Spirit. This is our experience and enjoyment of the triune God, even in our spiritual warfare. Saints, do you see clearly in every chapter of Ephesians, God's economy, the triune God, to be experienced by us? The body of Christ is composed of this dear one being experienced and enjoyed by us. The central line is a person that we want to experience moment by moment. So, saints, this chapter 6 talks about fighting. But actually, you know the best fighters are? The best fighters are those who enjoy him. The best fighters are those who praise him. According to the New Testament... According to the New Testament, Christ is the awesome winner and victor in God's economy, in, in God's move in this universe. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, uh, he says, how does it start? 2 Corinthians 2.14. says, giving thanks, let's see. Yeah, but thanks be to, that's it, that's it. All I needed was the first word. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph Amen. in the Christ. Amen. Thanks be to God who always, not sometimes, not when the weather is good. He always Amen. leads us in triumph Amen. in the Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the footnote indicates that we are the captives of Christ and our main job is to celebrate. That's right. Celebrate Christ as the winner and the victor. Praising Him, singing, loving, thanking Him. Amen. Praying over His Word with much prayer. With much, uh, you know, it says in, in uh, Ephesians 6.18 that we take the Word by means of all kinds of prayer. Praying it every time in the Spirit. And in this way we enjoy Him as our armor and we're one with Him as the victorious Undefeated General Jesus. Amen. 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 How about we shout, Hallelujah, Jesus is undefeated. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Jesus is undefeated. So I love him, 890, the chorus. Hallelujah, Christ is victor. Tell where you go that the Lord is still the conqueror over one of the best ways to exercise your spirit to be in God's economy, the dispensing of the triune God to be the body of Christ, is to sing. Amen. Sing the truth. Amen. In the life study of Philippians, Brother Lee got kind of carried away in a wonderful way. And he said, you know, even higher than praying is to sing. Yeah. Exercising your spirit over the, over the, over the word. Right. Singing and psalming the word. Praise the Lord. 
That's why it's so good. All the hymns we have, all the words in the hymns are just words of the truth of the Bible. And as we take these words by means of all kinds of prayer, praising, singing in our spirit, oh, we enjoy the armor of the triune God. And we enjoy the victory of Christ. Hallelujah! Amen. Okay, let's go to Roman numeral 4, saints. This is the last point. Again, six chapters of Ephesians. Uh, it unveils the mystery that each chapter of Ephesians unveils the mystery of the body of Christ as the organism. Pay attention to this. The body of Christ as the organism, not some kind of... Brothers and sisters, the church is not a physical, material, lifeless entity. The church is not a building on a corner with a steeple and a ding-dong. The church is the body of Christ. Amen. It's Christ living in and mingle with His believers so that we would be His increase for His testimony. What chapter tells us the most clearly about being regenerated? Anybody? John 3. Yeah, be, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We need to be born again. That's regenerated. But what's the goal of regeneration? Goal of regeneration is verse 30 in the same chapter says, He must increase. Why did you get regenerated? So we could be the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When somebody touches you, they touch the body of Christ. Apostle Paul was persecuting the believers, and the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, who are you, Lord? <laughs> Say, Lord. Lord. Oh! As soon as he said, Lord, he called on the Lord. The Lord got into him. <laughs> and he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. I am the enlarged Christ. I'm not only the head of the body, but the body of the head. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 1, saints, uh, the body of Christ is the issue of the dispensing of the processed trinity and the transmitting of the transcending Christ. I touch those precious points of 1, 2, 3. Uh, 1, 2, 3. And then the fourth point is we not only have in chapter 1 the, the sweet, fine dispensing of him as the sealing spirit and the pledging spirit, but we have him as the powerful transmitting one. In his rising and ascending, it issues in his body as his expression unto the believer's consummation. The main point here, saints, if you get into verses 19 to 23, you will be in orbit. Brother Lee mentions if you pray over these verses 10 times uh, for 10 days, you will be a revolutionized person. These verses just bring us not only to the dispensing Christ, but the powerfully transmitting Christ, who is far above all rule and authority and power and lordship, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Everything is subjected under his feet. Brothers and sisters, in our daily living, is everything under our feet? Or do we have a lot of things on our feet and on our head? But thank the Lord we could be one spirit. With Christ, the one who has everything subjected under his feet. 
And he's given to be the head over all things to the church. But the key, saints, even to know him in a powerful, transmitting way, the key is to remain moment by moment in our spirit, enjoying his fine dispensing. I love Acts 2. Acts 2. The believers there, uh, you know, preparing for the Lord's move, they were for uh, 10 days. What were they doing? They were enjoying the Lord's fine dispensing of the resurrected, resurrected life-giving dispensing Christ as the Spirit. They were spiritually breathing for 10 days. That's all they were doing, enjoying the Lord as the breath of life, the pneumatic Christ. But then Acts 2, it says the wind began to blow. The point is, when everybody's breathing, eventually the wind is blowing. And the Lord has a way to powerfully move, even to spread himself and to speak. And how many got saved that day? 3,000. 3,000 got saved and added to the church. But the need, saints, is for us to see. To see what? Every book unveils the mystery of the body of Christ as the organism of the triune God from a particular point of view. Chapter 1 is we want to be those who remain in his sweet dispensing. And we will be those who know his powerful transmitting to make us the testimony of Jesus wherever we are. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 2 reveals that the body of Christ is the masterpiece of the triune God as the one new man. Let's read one together. Amen. Number two, the worldly people regard cultural differences as a source of prestige. But in the body of Christ, as the one new man, we have lost this prestige. Amen. Amen. Now our only prestige is Christ. Amen. Is the central line. Amen. And the genuine oneness. And three, in the one new man, there's only one person, the all-inclusive Christ. This one new man has one mouth to speak the same thing in one accord. Hallelujah. Saints, what's the key? What's the key to really enjoying the oneness of the one new man? The key we see not only Ephesians but in Colossians, it says Christ is everything. He's all-inclusive, all-extensive. For example, he's the reality of eating, drinking, new moon, Sabbath, holiday. He's the reality of being seated. Uh, Everybody that's in a seat, You have to realize that when you sat down, did you enjoy being seated in Christ? Amen. When we get dressed, oh, Lord Jesus, you're my clothing. When you went through the door, oh, Lord Jesus, you're my door. I go in and out through you. Amen. Amen. He wants to be everything to us. Praise the Lord. He's our joy. He's our peace. He's our rest. He's our happiness. He's our patience. Amen. Amen. He's everything. And the more we enjoy him in Colossians 2, automatically we enjoy him as the reality of every positive thing. Spontaneously, we hold him as the head of the body. Wow. We get headed up. We enjoy the genuine oneness. And there's one new man. Amen? Amen. There's only one person there. Hallelujah. 
So brothers and sisters, let's enjoy Christ. Exercise our spirit to enjoy this wonderful triune God as the body of Christ who is the one new man. The particular aspect here is there's only one person. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, tonight there's only one person here. Who is that person? Christ. See, Ephesians 3 reveals that the body of Christ is the fullness of the triune God by our being supplied with the riches of Christ and by taking Christ making his home, by Christ making his home in our hearts. One and two, would you read those saints with a strong spirit? Go. under number one not now but you can look those up later those are verses those are definite verses 2 7 and 9 19 these are verses to indicate that we want to be in God's economy we want to be in God's economy enjoying him with all of his unsearchable riches amen he's our peace there's no more me no more you no more Greek no more Jew but Christ is all and in all We are one new man. We want to be enjoying his unsearchable riches. And then in verse 19, we become his fullness. Amen. Where there's fullness, there's expression. Where the fullness is, the testimony's there. We are for the testimony of Jesus. Let's read D and 1 2 with a strong spirit. Go. the believers into one entity two the body of Christ is built up by the one ministry which perfects hallelujah now saints we'll go on to number five because of time Ephesians 5 reveals that the body of Christ is composed of the children of light to be the bride of Christ for the satisfaction of Christ. This is another particular aspect, the body of Christ as an organism from the point of view as the bride of Christ. Number one, sisters, would you read number one with a strong spirit? Praise the Lord. Saints, hey, this is, this is awesome. We were not only in the darkness, we are darkness. Apart from Christ, outside of our spirit, we are darkness. What I was reminded of, brothers and sisters, is in John 3, 
the Lord dealt with a very good guy. His name's Nicodemus. Maybe near retirement age. Yeah, he maybe had his Ph.D., very educated, smart guy, uh, well-respected uh, Pharisee, a leader of the people. And the Lord told him he needed to be born again. And he told him, you know, what's the purpose? I must increase. You, you, I want, you need to be part of the bride. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But right in the middle of his speaking, John 3, verse 14, he makes it clear, uh, Nicodemus, I just want to let you know, in case you don't realize it, but you are a snake. <laughs> says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. You think you're a good guy? Actually, you're a serpent. But the Lord was saying, the Lord was saying in this, actually, he was saying, my business is to make a masterpiece out of a mess. I have the ability to, to turn snakes into the bride of Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I, I love this, saints. We were once not only dark, but darkness itself. We were one with Satan. Now we're not only children of light, but light itself. We were once snakes, but now we are the bride of Christ. Amen. Everybody that's happy to be the bride of Christ, say hallelujah. hallelujah. How about we stand up and shout that once. Hallelujah, we are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. hallelujah. We are the bride of Christ. Again, hallelujah. hallelujah. We are the bride of Christ. Thank you all. Amen. Thank you, saints. What, what a miracle. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're a miracle. Amen. Number two, the lampstand and signifies the church as the reproduction of the triune God is a living golden tree blossoming with resurrection life as the shining light, which is the fruit of the light for the full expression of the triune God. Actually, saints, each of these points here could you could have a whole conference, a whole message on one point. <laughs> Let's read three together. Go. By the life-giving Spirit sanctifying us, cleansing us by the washing of the water in the Word. Now, Ephesians 6 reveals that the body of Christ is the corporate warrior of the triune God, even this afternoon, for the defeating of God's enemy. Hallelujah! Why are we here? For the expression of Christ. Why are we here? For the defeating of God's enemy. We want to be that corporate man. The Lord created man for this. And we are here to be the reality of this man. The enlargement of the man, Jesus. Jesus perfectly expresses God. Absolutely defeats Satan. Now he's in us. We're one with him, being builded together. And we're here to be the church as his wonderful corporate warrior. Uh, let's read one Together with a strong spirit. Go. Friends, sisters, uh, some of us were fellowshipping after the first meeting today. Please, don't just go through things as an individual. The Lord is training me, helping me. Many times... How many of you go through things, even internally, sometimes within, nobody even knows about, and even sometimes you don't understand what's happening? 
How many of you go through difficulties? Tell the truth. I tell you, don't just go through it alone. Realize you're a member of the body. Somebody in the body is going through something similar. And the Lord is calling you to live in the body by praying for whoever that person is. You don't have to know who they are. But you join the Lord to intercede for the other members of the body. You will be supplied. You'll be strengthened. Satan will be defeated. And the Lord has a way to rescue those other members in the body who are feeling something that you feel. I I was telling this brother, the most effective intercessor, who is he? Somebody who's full of feeling about something. Who's the most effective intercessor in the universe? Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4.15. He's the high priest on the throne interceding for us. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let's live in the body. No matter what you go through, live in the body. You will enjoy Christ's victory because you will be part of the corporate warrior. Let's read two together with a strong spirit. Go. Amen. So Amen. What the Lord what did Jesus say in Matthew 16:18? I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. That one will of Jesus Christ will negate all the I wills in Isaiah 14 of Satan. Satan said, I will exalt myself. I will, I will, I will. Everybody that wants Satan thoroughly defeated, say, Amen. Amen. We need to stand with our victorious Christ who said, I will build my church. The more we call on him, exercising our spirit, we stand with the one who overcomes the rebellious Satan who said, I will, I will, I will. Amen. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful thing. We want to be submitted to the headship of Christ. What does it mean to be submitted to the headship of Christ? You know, as the head, as the head, Christ, you know, many times we think to be submitted to the headship is, uh, I, I shouldn't do this bad thing, I shouldn't do that bad thing. And it may include that. The Lord gives us a sense, don't go there. Don't look at that. Don't say that. But also to submit to his headship is just to be obedient to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Are you always obedient? Always rejoice. Ask your neighbor, are you always obedient? (laughs) Unceasingly pray. In everything give thanks. Wow. Oh, this is to submit to the headship of Christ. Ask your neighbor, what's the most evil thing in the sight of God? According to Isaiah, the most evil thing is to not enjoy Christ. Isaiah 57, 20 and Isaiah 55, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, one of the best ways to be obedient, submissive to Christ the head is never cease to enjoy him. He's the all-inclusive Christ. Mingled with us, embodied in the word as the living word. Let's enjoy him 
And when you enjoy him, he, you are one with him as the one who has already defeated Satan. How about we shout, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. How about Satan is in the lake of fire. Satan Satan is in the lake of fire. Hallelujah, Christ is victor. Hallelujah. Christ is victor. Let's read the last point together with a strong spirit. Amen. So do you see every chapter in Ephesians? Every chapter in Ephesians reveals, reveals what? The body of Christ in a particular way. Every chapter in Ephesians reveals God's economy with his dispensing in a particular way. And every chapter in Ephesians reveals our mingled spirit. So, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, let's be those who practice to turn to and live in our mingled spirit. I know I've gone quite a long time. This is a long outline. But, brothers and sisters, you have this. It's good for you to have.